Mr. You Can Too. This podcast has been coming for a long time, and after a swift kick in the ass, it's finally here. I'm really excited to bring to you my own personal stories and the stories of so many people that I've gotten the pleasure to interact with over these last five to seven years, and some even longer than that. What you can expect from this show is to learn about what is most important to you in your life and to learn different tips, tools, systems, and strategies that are going to allow you to live your best life. You guys know me. I'm Mr. You Can Too. And the whole premise behind You Can Too is that I want you to believe that you can accomplish anything that's already being done out there. We're human beings, we're capable of so much in our life, but in order to make those things happen and bring it to fruition, we have to first believe that it's possible. Because with belief and that thought, we can actually put things into place and make it happen. So during this whole process and all the episodes that are to follow, you're going to find a combination of my own personal stories And then there's going to also be an aspect where I'll bring other people on to share their story and where they've came from and what they've accomplished and also what they struggle with today. As humans, we all go through it. We have our ups and our downs. It is so powerful for me in my experience to hear about other people's struggles and hear how they have transcended them and got to a point in their life where they started to achieve and push past all the resistance that they have in their life. And even though that resistance can still come up in many different forms, people are still pushing past it and creating the life that they want. One of the key cogs that are going to be a part of my show is vulnerability. I believe that when I am open and I am vulnerable, I enroll other people to do the same. I know from my own experience, when I see somebody else going deep and being raw and unfiltered and talking about where they came from and what they've overcome, it inspires me to go out and tell my story and talk about all the things that I've overcome in my life and how I've gotten to this point where I'm at today. And I actually want to start by telling my story right now here with you all. I want to take you back to May of 2015. I was 26 years old, and I was sitting next to my mom in her deathbed. My mom was my rock growing up. She sacrificed so much for my brother, myself, and countless other friends and family. However, the previous four or five years of our relationship had been really rocky. See, my mom suffered from a lot of the different Western lifestyle diseases that we find today. Obesity, diabetes, heart disease. She battled with cancer earlier in her life. The worst thing she had going for her, though, was this victim mentality. 
she didn't believe she could get better. She didn't really believe that she could improve. This drove me absolutely crazy. Mind you, my mom had a lot of things going on and she didn't feel good. And because she didn't feel good, she didn't want to take action. She was addicted to different opiates and painkillers because of all the pain that she had been in from the decades before. And that was a big reason why she couldn't take action. And when I was young, I couldn't understand that. I didn't have a lot of compassion for her. But at this point, sitting there next to her on her deathbed, I felt so much shame and sadness and anger because I knew I was never going to see my mom again. Up to that point, we argued a ton. I was really nasty with her. I was mean to her. And what I regret most is that I didn't meet her where she was at. Let's backtrack a little bit. Once I graduated from Georgetown and I moved back home, had a corporate job, hated it, ended up leaving, working in sports performance, personal training, got an internship, built myself up. And I happened to change my diet where I started following a Weston A. Price diet. Just a bunch of healthy fats, eating a traditional diet, following a diet that was based off of nutrient-dense foods, took out all the processed foods, all the sugars, started eating all organic. And at the time, I changed this diet because I'm a former D lineman. I weighed 285 pounds. I was ready to get my sexy on. I was ready to go out, get all these chicks. And that was literally my prerogative, all I was thinking about. And I happened to lose all this weight. And as a positive, it was like a, a veil was lifted over my head. It wasn't so much about the weight that I lost. I was super happy about that. But my personality literally changed. I wasn't irritable anymore. I wasn't mad if someone stepped on my shoes. I wasn't wanting to fight in the club anymore. It was like a veil was lifted over my head. And I had so much clarity and so much energy. And I didn't feel sickly. And I was like, damn, if this is out here, just my changing my food, what else can I do to improve my life? And I started just picking up different things, podcasts, meditation, even better movement, yoga. And as I started getting better, I looked over at my mom and I'm like, wow, my mom needs to do all of these things. And basically what I did is I tried to throw it at her and shove it in her face and say, hey, you have to do this. And it wasn't effective. Because I didn't meet my mom where she was at. She didn't want to do any of these things that I wanted her to do. She didn't want to take on her health in that type of way. She wanted to do it her way. And me being the bratty, arrogant person I was at the time, everything she did, I was like, no, it could be better. No, don't eat that. Eat this. No, no, no. Don't do that workout. Do this. No, no, no. Don't go walk. Go do this. And looking back, I could see how fucking annoying that was and why she didn't do it. So fast forward back next to her in her deathbed, I'm having all these thoughts of like, how did I fuck up? How did I get to this point? How is it that I couldn't meet my mom where she was at and potentially have her believe in herself and living a a fulfilling life where she's thriving and doing all the things that she enjoyed? The way she got into this position was that 
she had gotten gastric bypass surgery years before. And because she was being active, not in the way that I wanted her to be, but she was being active, she started losing weight. And as a result, she had all this extra skin. And she was so self-conscious about this extra skin that she had from all the weight that she lost. She went to a bunch of different doctors looking for who would be able to remove the skin from her. Every doctor she went to, at least three of them, said, Vicky, you're not a healthy enough candidate. You can't get this type of surgery. You're not healthy enough. You might not come out of it okay. My mom wasn't trying to hear any of that. So she kept looking, kept looking, and finally she found a doctor who said, oh, you have a hernia, Vicky, and in order for me to get to this hernia, I'm going to have to remove all that skin in your midsection. Perfect. Exactly what my mom was looking for. She found her answer, signed away all the paperwork, took out all, you know, liability, and decided she was going to go through with this surgery. The day before having the surgery, she was having second thoughts. I said, great, you're having second thoughts. You know, you're not meant to do it. It's not safe. We'll find other ways. I know everything. Follow me. Listen to me. And she still decided that she wanted to, to have the surgery. And this led to her and I getting into a huge argument, which is what we were really good at up to that point. We would argue. We would fight. We got into this big argument. I stormed out the house. And that was the last conversation I had with my mom. An argument. She went into the surgery the next day. She called some family and friends when she first came out and explained that she was feeling a little short of breath. Very soon after, she went into an episode where she couldn't breathe. <laughs> and the hospital staff induced her into a coma. My mom stayed in that coma for about 12 weeks. She was unresponsive. She was hooked up to a breathing machine with a big hole in her throat, helping keep her alive. My family and I would check in every week. Doctors didn't have any answers. <sighs> and eventually I was the last person next to her in her deathbed as she was getting ready to pass. And just a couple of weeks before that, I was in that same spot. <sighs> and there was this moment where we made eye contact. Before that point, my mom was never responsive. But at this point, it's like we made eye contact and I could feel that she was there. And I just started bawling, crying, started apologizing for how I treated her the last few years up to that point. Reassured her how much I loved her how thankful I was for her, how much I, I was going to miss her, and just how much guilt I had. And I could see my mom's eyes watering, and she couldn't say anything, but I knew she forgave me, and and I knew she was going to be with me for the rest of my life. Once <sighs> she passed away, I vowed to myself that I was going to learn a skill set that was going to allow me to meet people where they were at, my whole thought process was if I was just able to meet my mom where she was at, maybe she would have never died. 
and, and I put that weight on my own shoulders and on my own heart. And I carried that around with me for for years. And it's so interesting. I named my company You Can Too because I heard my mom say that she can't so many times. I can't work out. I can't change the way I eat. I'm in too much pain. I can't do this. So as You Can Too was growing, I was coming from this place of lack of up to that point, no matter how many people I help, no matter how many hundreds of pounds have been lost, no matter what strength gains were made, what confidence was being built up in others, how many athletes I took from the high school level to college and college to the pros and undrafted pro players to starters on their teams. No matter, no matter how much impact I made, I told myself it, it didn't matter or it wasn't enough because I wasn't able to help my mom. Fast forward to about a year and a half ago, I had an ayahuasca journey. And on that first night, I had all these images of how much my mom helped me throughout my whole life and everything that she did for me and how she sacrificed. And it was in that moment that I realized that the reason why I love helping people so much is not because I couldn't help my mom, but it's that that specific part of my mom lives through me and I get that from her. <laughs> and since then I've just been on this huge personal development journey where I'm constantly working to better myself, improve my skill set and to fill my cup. Because I realize when my cup is full and my cup runneth over, that's when I can really give back to others in an impactful way. Because when I look at my mom's situation before, she would give, but she would give from this empty cup. She was given from this place of nothingness where she never felt fulfilled because she wasn't doing anything for herself. Everything was based off of external validation as opposed to internal validation. My mom got so much joy from doing things for me. And when I graduated from college and I came back home and I was a man and I've been doing so many things myself already, I didn't want her to do anything for me. And I felt like she was trying to make me a child and belittle me. And it wasn't until after she passed away and I gained more knowledge and I had a different perspective that I realized like, no, that's just how my mom showed love and fulfilled herself. And going forward and really just recently in the last, honestly, three months, have I really let people support me? And have I really allowed people's messages to me and the credit that they give me and all the accolades that they send my way? It's just now that I really bring that in and I embody it and I don't just let it in one ear and out the other. Because before I thought I was being humble, but what it really was... It was really just me not wanting to accept responsibility or to realize my own greatness because of different self-doubt or different limiting beliefs and negative beliefs that I had about myself. And through a training program that I'm actually wrapping up this week and is the reason why I'm, I'm starting this podcast, do I now realize what I'm capable of and my greatness and what I want to put out in the world? 
and what I want to realize and see actually happen in this world. I'm finally at peace, truly at peace with my mom's death and our relationship and how she is with me every single moment of my life. And the relationship that I have with my mom has had a profound impact on me literally up until this day. And what I want you all to realize is that you can only give from a full cup. You get to take care of yourself at so high of a level that you are just beaming with energy and good vibes and purpose. And you're really able to help other people improve their lives. It's the old airplane analogy. You have to put your mask on first before you can help others. And this podcast is going to help you put that mask on. We're going to tackle concepts around health. Not just physical health, but emotional health, mental health, spiritual health, in order for you to live a really fulfilling life. We're going to tackle mindset. We're going to tackle nutrition. We're going to tackle emotional intelligence. And we're going to have so many different people from all different walks of life on this show who are successful in their own way so that you can take their same systems and strategies and apply it to your life so that you can create your own sustainable systems and that you can be great every single day. And you can learn how to have compassion for yourself and for others. Because like I said earlier, we all go through our own rock bottom. We've all had our own worst moments. And it's not to compare mine to yours and say, oh, mine was way worse than yours. You don't know what it's like. But it's coming from this place of compassion where you can look at someone else's situation and say, wow, I may not have went through that, but I can see how hard that is. And because of that, I'm going to be a better person to that individual because I know that's going to help them. And the only way we can show compassion for others is so that we can be compassionate towards ourselves. It's so easy to take out the beat up stick and talk to ourselves in just nasty ways. Check in for a moment. Do you say certain things to yourself about yourself that you would never let someone else say to you? Think about that. I know I've been there. I've said some of the nastiest things to myself that if anyone else said that to me, even at this point in my life, it would be a fight. And I want you to check in and find that fine line, that boundary between holding yourself accountable and beating yourself up. That's something we're really going to tackle on this show. Because when we are able to find that balance and that dance between holding ourselves accountable and beating ourselves up, we're going to thrive individually. And the more of us that thrive individually, the more we're going to thrive as a community. And we're going to create my ideal vision of the world. And I'm committed to creating a world that's healthy, connected, courageous, purposeful, and loving. And this podcast is going to help me create my vision of the world. I'm super excited to have you all along for the journey.
thank you for taking the time to listen to my story. I'm going to be vulnerable and open with you every single time I'm on this mic. And best believe the people that I bring on this show are going to do the same. Because when we do open up in this type of way, it allows everyone else to open up. And when we're open, we can become more loving. And with all the crazy things that are going on in the world, there are a lot more positives that are actually going on. And we're going to focus on those. Again, thank you for taking the time. Welcome to How You Can Too. And please be sure to subscribe, leave comments, tell your friends, your family, your coworkers, even tell that person you don't like about the show because we're going to get better together. And you can find me on Instagram at Mr. You Can Too. That's M-R-Y-O-U-C-A-N, the number two. And you can find me online at www.youcan2fit.com. And I love you all. You matter. Your goals matter. Your vision of the world matters. And don't let anyone take that away from you. Bless.